Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of the Rich Cheese Radio Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Schmidt, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy. You guys know him, you love him, bro, Dinky. What's going on, bro? Schmidt, I've had a day, brother. Uh-oh. It's It's been a long time coming. Haven't had, like, you know, one of those those really, really good days in a while. But uh, it's been a good day. And I, uh, it goes back probably yesterday, and it's... I'm just gonna say, I should. I, before I get into the uh, watches and sports betting segment here, I, I think <laughs> I need to go play the lottery. Okay, and I'll uh-oh, I'll, I'll uh-oh. walk you through this, right? So, yesterday they had NFL games on yesterday, Saturday, and I'm watching, and the Colts are playing the Vikings, and Vikings are going on 33 nothing to the Colts, and I'm like, the Colts are god awful. I was like, well, what are the odds the Vikings come back and win halftime down 33 nothing? I go, eh, I put five bucks on it. Five bucks to win two hundred. Vikings win in overtime. Yeah, like it, everything perfect had to come into play for it to happen, but nailed yeah. it right. So yeah. create like funniest little two hundred dollars ever won in my life. Today mm. I roll in right. It's uh, it was our last Santa brunch today for the kitties uh, of my last big holiday for the year. So I'm stoked, right? It's going to be a good day as I just bang this out and I'll be done with that. So that's really great. World cup finals on. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So while I'm working, they got the big screens on cause they know, they know the people want to see it. So they got the big screens on. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yes, I, the guys I work with have been big into, you know, wagering on the, of the cup. Cause a lot of them from South and Central America, you know, they it's their time of year that where they're just like this only happens once every four years. And, uh, you know, we're going to make the most of it. So they've been they've been betting a lot, you know, and I've, I've been kind of enjoying it. So I'm like, all right, you know, it's the final. What the hell? I'm like, how do I see this game panning out? I'm like, all right, well, Messi's got to get a goal. He's a legend. Yeah. Mbappe's got to get a goal. He's he's the man for France. Right. I, I don't see <laughs> either defense holding up zero goals. Right. So I'm like, all right, maybe it'll be. Two two under ninety minutes, and you know what? I think everybody loves drama. Why don't I pick somebody to win in penalties? Right, and just going based on the the tournament so far, Argentina's goal has been really good for penalties. So I was like, all right, I'll go with Argentina. And so for the people who are listening to this and have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> in, the, in the the wagering world, there's something called a parlay. And when you parlay things, you are taking all of their odds, combining them in some mathematical formula. They spit it back out, and it comes out multiplied because every single one of those things has to happen or you do not win your bet. Yep. But if every single one does, you can you turn a bet. small amount of money into a large amount of money. Yep. Right now, I decided I was going to put all those things together. And I, I guess for, for better, I uh, managed to talk to other guys into riding with me on it. Because, again, it was a small amount of money to win a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these guys, one of them has, has had less than favorable luck going into the tournament. So he was like, I mean, at this point, what, what else <laughs> what can else, I what, lose, right? <laughs> it's the last game to lose something on, right? So, I mean, with all the swings, all the drama, I mean, I, I nearly had a heart attack six times, but it hits, right? Oh, so I turn God. a... I turn a small amount of money into a large amount of money, but these guys are stoked because I mean, this was more than a week's pay for them. Yeah. They're hyped. So, I mean, again, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I made so much money, but I made a good amount. I made a good amount today. It was a great day. I punched my ticket to the fantasy football next round just now with a couple of Terry McLaurin grabs in the night game. So all in all a great day. I went, went to a little uh, Christmas get together. Really just uh, smooth sailing. You know, I'm waiting for the other foot to drop, to be honest. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> my luck has I, to turn, right? I checked my roof. You know, I was yeah. looking for leaks. I, I really, I was, uh, I, I was waiting for the other foot to drop today, and it really did. So really just a, a great day start to finish. Uh, how about you, sir? Well, you know, uh, I don't bet at all. So um, obviously not as good as you, but uh, things have been pretty good, you know, Um Kids are anxiously waiting for for Christmas. The, the elf on the shelf is in full force. What, um, do you guys have a name for yours? Uh, you know, we didn't name it yet. But my daughter just like runs around the house, like panicking, looking for where the elf is going to be. And she's just like, it's there. It's moved. It's live. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, everybody, everybody I know has a, 
a name for theirs. Um, the guy I work with, his name is Donnie, after an elected official of recent. <laughs> um, I okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, ours is Buster. I don't know why we came up with Buster, but ours is Buster. Okay, um, I, I'm sure my I'm sure my daughter's gonna name it at some point. I just she just hasn't yet. Yeah, here you have to name it. So and, and like, do you that. do you get like two for two kids, or do you just keep the same one and it watches both kids? Like, yeah, I think. Well, I think that's what's the, the play it, on that. It becomes a competition to find wh- what the hell is the elf doing in the morning. You know, you got to keep mm. your eyes peeled when you get out of bed. Yeah, okay. Sometimes right. he's hiding right outside the door. Other times you got to go hiding under the tree or in the snack yeah, yeah, cabinet yeah. or something. You know. Yeah. 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 I once I put you. him with a not. This was before my kids were born, but my my aunt was in town and she had my two little cousins and she had the elf and uh <laughs> i put him on the table with a bunch of powdered sugar and a rolled up 20 <laughs> oh god they didn't know what it was but she was like oh jesus bro come on <sighs> i got you i got you That's gotta, have, gotta have fun with the holidays man Oh, dude, I know. I know. I, I feel more and more like Clark Griswold every single day. Exactly. Just like trying to hold on to sanity. Um, but it's all good, good fun. You know, it's, the holidays are important. It's special. It's a great time. You know, it, they go by way too fast and back to the real world. But it's uh, it's magical in the moment. So you got to enjoy it. And it's funny what you, what you said, Clark Griswold, just now. I just picture like whatever it's this time of year and something goes terribly wrong. I just for some reason, the first thing I think of is him. Going over to the eggnog and just like hammering it into the glass. That's the that's the first thing. I yeah, think. yeah. Or or as I like to do it in my house, the rum nog. Oh yeah. Well, you can do it with anything. I think. Well, yeah, um, but I mean, brandy, just like, bourbon. I mean, yeah. It's never, it's never really just eggnog. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> nobody, nobody likes the taste of eggnog. There's definitely some booze in there. That's how you handle the holidays. Yeah, that's how you handle the holidays. It makes for a great next day. Uh, a mix of. Pleasant mix of dairy and booze in the bowels. <laughs> this sounds like a great win. This sounds like a winning combination for sure. That's that's my that's my take. Yeah, I almost but, think it might have been a prank to begin with, and then people were like, "I kind of like this," and they're like, "Damn, all right." <laughs> you know, again, this is like you know we're gonna take eggs and we're gonna make them into a frothy drink, and then we're gonna add booze to it. Maybe a little cinnamon, some fresh whipped cream. You know, call it a day. Uh, and uh, also speaking of holiday, I actually uh, got out to the Red Bar New York holiday party on Monday. That was pretty awesome. How'd it go? Really good, really good. Um, you know, big shouts to uh, Kathleen and uh, Greg, who's their chapter head, for inviting me out. We had a great time. I I know Kathleen previously uh, uh, from what I've talked about on the pod. But uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. But turns out Greg and I commiserate over the same terrible sports teams. And uh, <laughs> well, so, don't even get me started about my terrible sports team. Yes, uh, today. So yeah, just, yeah, that was a who. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I can't even. Yeah, but uh, it was cool. You know, I, I I saw some people I knew. You know, I saw uh, a couple of wrist check pod guys minus Rashawn. I think he's away. Um, okay, I saw. Um, Jesse Mack, the he's he plays in uh Motion City soundtrack. Oh yeah. You've seen him on Hodinky probably a bunch of times. He hangs out with Cole Pennington a lot. Anyway, you know, that's always cool because I, A, I've spoken to him before, but also B, like I used I saw Motion City soundtrack at the Warp Tour when I was 19, you know? Yeah. Like I still have I think Time Turn Fragile is still on my my playlist on Spotify. So that's yeah, it's just cool to Kind of like rub elbows with those people, you know. A few other people we saw also that uh, that we know, uh, Johnny Ferrer from Brew. He was giving away a watch in the raffle. That was cool. Um, they did a little tra- charity raffle. Um, there's a dude there who who's like the like premier Langa collector, like of anybody. Like apparently they call him no to to buy their stuff. Like really, you got that. You you got to be pretty badass to get a call from Langa, right? Like allegedly, so he got to, everything. We need you to validate our own stuff. <laughs> I think they call him up and they're like, "Yeah, we got something new coming out. You want it?" <laughs> That's crazy. So that was cool. Um, I saw who else did I see? Um, Adam Moore, the photographer, was there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he won an H Moser ugly Christmas sweater. It was hysterical. Like 
It's like bright red and blue. He put it out. Of I, can, I can only imagine. It was with, really, really funny. With the <laughs> king of trolls in the watch industry. With the huge for... beard. It was really, really funny. <laughs> created for an ugly sweater. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I just met a bunch of genuinely cool people, some of whom, some people knew who I was. That was interesting. They were like, hey, I know you. And I'm like, do you do you know me or do you think you know me? Or And then yeah. they're like, yeah, yeah, no, no, we know you. I'm like, all right, cool. That other people I just I was just talking to kind of as a normal human being, which I have no problem doing. I don't really boast about what I do or who I am in yeah, yeah, public, yeah. you know, but I had a great time. There's some, uh, you know, passed around some mozzarella sticks and sliders, had a few drinks. Uh, got halal food on the way home and the guy bombed me with hot sauce so it is what it is but you know at that hour in the morning it's, it's it all tastes good yeah for sure for yeah, sure so, so really really good time overall again big shouts to them thanks for inviting me and uh yeah just just a fun little trip to the city a little weeknight excursion although monday nights are my night off so that's fine there you go all right, I guess we will get into our new drops for the week. We have uh, some good, some bad, and some ugly, I think. from, from the <laughs> That's putting it mildly for sure. say the least. I mean, oh. I, I think going into this one, we were kind of like, <laughs> all right. Uh, so we'll kick it off with, with some of the good. I think everybody was pretty surprised this week to see this drop from Zodiac, the <clears throat> Zodiac Super Seawolf left-hand drive Pro Dive GMT. Boy, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it's a mouthful. But it's a Mike, pretty cool looking. Mike, one. you gotta change that, buddy. You gotta <laughs> change that. I don't even know if we can come up with a super cool acronym for that. But anyways, uh, really neat watch. I I think everybody was kind of taken back by this, partly because it's a Destro, and yeah, Destro is sort of in now. But this is kind of a a stealthy dive. GMT Destro and somebody actually tagged. I think they were taking you more than me, but yeah, having yeah, yeah. mentioned so many times that you wanted to dive GMT, I they mean, were like, Schmitty, yeah, this is this what you're looking for? I mean, this is this is exactly what I'm looking for. Because I mean, I've said it so many times on the podcast before. You know, to have a GMT watch is great, but only if it's functional, right? And for me, and all the people that I've sold watches to or the community that I've that I've talked to and collected with for so many years, nobody uses a GMT bezel. You know, it, it's just not something that I find a lot of people use. They might track two time zones, but no one's really tracking three. And the problem is, as soon as you rotate that bezel to a third time zone, unless you've memorized the position of all the numbers in your head, you point. you lose your reference point for where the 24 hour time is actually indicated. And so it can be very difficult to, to make those calculations mentally on the fly, especially if you're not used to doing it. So for me, the ultimate tool watch has always been a diver's timepiece with a diving bezel. That's unidirectional with an internal hour, or internal 24 hour scale. That for me is my favorite type of GMT. Because it's functional, it's utilitarian, it has a purpose, and then it also has the added benefit of having the twin time complication. That to me is cool. But yeah, this is this is what I want. I just want it from my favorite brand, Omega. But you know, it's hard to it's hard to compete with something like this. This is a very cool looking watch. Yeah, this really I gotta say, this checks a lot of boxes of things we have talked about of late, right? Not only is it the Diver GMT, not only is it blacked out, mm -hmm. it's a Destro. Yep. It, it tech, I mean, it's a lot of, lot of boxes checked here. I mean, for me, this is kind of 2022 summed up in one watch. Yeah, right? a bit. <laughs> like it's LHD, right? Like you just said, we Rolex launched the LHD. It's the year of the GMT, as we have said so many times. We got a GMT. We've been talking about black having a moment, right? Yep. Black watches are coming back. Black watch, here you go. It's kind of just the culmination. And how many times have we brought up Zodiac on the podcast? This, to me, is kind of the 2022 yeah, they, watch. They definitely had a resurgence this year. I mean, for if you were anywhere on social media, you saw it, right? I mean, yeah. And that's probably thanks to Mike. Mike 
Hey, Mike, if you're listening, hi. He, he's always <laughs> listening. Yeah. Mike, I would love to get my hands on this one. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, see if see if Santa puts it under your There your you tree, go. Your there you go. But yeah, I, I like the orange text. Kind of goes with the, the hand. Two complaints I've seen is that it has a lot of text. Yeah, that's that's one for me. I, I I will say that. But now I can overlook it. You know, it's not it's not the end of the world, but it is a lot of text. And let me ask you if this one bothers you. No date? No, not at all. Doesn't really bother me either, but that seemed to be the big gripe in the comments section. Not that that's the be all end all by any any stretch of the imagination, but I do like to to kind of get the temperature of the room. I usually yeah. go into the comments and poke Look, around a I, little bit. I think for the vast majority of people out there that maybe not you know, that are not typically watch people, a date on a on a watch really does make sense because it's a very practical thing to have. Right. And you now, can for, actually use it. You can actually <laughs> use it. Right. Now, for the vast majority of us that have been collecting watches for a long time or the people out there that are date window Nazis when it comes to where the placement is, the coloring of the date disc, we've addressed this many times before, you know, it, you know having a no date it just is a simpler way to do it. And for me, uh, I think that this is a very simple reason why. It's just to make sure that the watch is ultra legible. When you look at how much text there is, when you look at where the the spacing for the for the uh, GMT hand would fall, where are you going to put a date? It's going to obstruct something. Yeah. Whether you put it at six o'clock, you put it at three o'clock, you put it at four thirty, it's going to be some type of thing. It's going to be visually off for the for the symmetry of the overall watch. And I think in this case, Zodiac just made a great decision to just leave it off because really when you think about this watch, what you're looking at is the time, the secondary time, and its dive function, right? right. That is what's, what's, what's the most important. The date becomes irrelevant at that point. And it looks like there is 50 pieces total being made of this. 25 were made available as of yesterday through James Porter in Scotland. And then wow. another 25 are being offered through Grimaldi in Italy. It, this is a limited edition. Oh, it's for yeah, Huckberry. It's for Huckberry. Ah, I gotcha. I did not know it was an LE. Something well. tells me you may see a similar watch in the future to this. I don't think you go through all this to make a 50-piece LE. No, I know, but, but but I do know when, when it comes to the Huckberry stuff, like the orange and black is kind of like the color scheme. Yeah. You know, but that makes me sad because I love this color scheme. Right. So if it's going to be an LE in this format, if we get another version. Yeah, you're not getting the same. You're not going to get all. the same. No. Although, you know, if I'm going to if I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, and if, again, if I could plug to plug. Hey, Mike, if you're listening. Give us this one with a pink hand. I'll take it all That'd day. That'd be interesting. You know what I was thinking was... Could you imagine hot pink? Yeah. I obviously like, That would be so <laughs> sick. I, I'm sorry, man. I am all on this pink train. It would be so sick to have this watch completely blacked out. Pink pip. Pink GMT hand. And, you know, some of the, the script in pink. And just leave it at that. I think that would be so cool. And I think it would be... It would be odd enough that people would find it interesting. And just looking at it with the handset goes back to some of their vintage divers. I'm thinking go back to that powder blue bezel Ooh, and yes. match the GMT hand to it and the text. Leave everything else black. The watch, even the case doesn't have to be black, but the dial should be a deep black. I think that yeah. would be pimp. I think they should do that. There's so much potential with Zodiac, and, and, they, and they could do the white dial too. They did; they had that in the in the past as well. Yeah, and uh, they're just there. There's so many hitters here, and and I love it. I love the I love the direction that the brand is going. Uh, you can tell that obviously the people that are that are the driving force behind the brand understand watch culture, understand collecting, understand the 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 end consumer, and it's been reflective in in the things that they are putting out. And I think that this is a a very great example. Uh, something that is truly unique and special and you know something that's going to be desirable for a lot of people so i like it yeah I and really they come do in, like it they come in at a price range that is sort of above the seikos of the world below the tutors below the even i mean even the the more 
robust Zins now are above this. So this one specifically yeah. is twenty two ninety five, but many of their watches fall beneath that. Yeah. So you're getting into an area that was a bit of a gray area. I mean, this I'll, was I'll say you know, quality years, wise. Yeah, this is for many years like Oris territory. Right. So you're fa- you're falling into that area where it was kind of only a few players that could really operate in there and and provide a quality piece that matches the price. Yeah. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I mean they def- they've definitely positioned themselves. I'll say that much. All right. I love it. Number 2 is a, another limited edition Prospects SPB 333. It's a Save the Ocean, but it looks nothing like many <laughs> of the other Save the Oceans. I mean it has a a bit of a wavy-ish dial, not a wave dial, but a like so almost like a water surface dial or a a sort of almost a birchy look to yeah, it. I mean, like this looks like a like a like a birch, but in some of the product photos too, I've seen like it looks like frozen ice. I guess, yeah, yeah, I think yeah that's maybe what... that's the the like glaciers or like frozen tundra type inspiration. They have I guess. this in blue already. This dial, yeah, but. Again, many of those other Save the Oceans are very, very colorful, or they have some very unique shades on them. This one is very muted. It's got a ghosted bezel. Mm-hmm. Really, the only color on it at all is the second hand, which is a navy blue. Yeah, it's like a like a blue steel color almost. And so you got this white ice style on it, and it's the Slimcase Willards that just came out. That's mm-hmm. the the overall layout of the watch i personally really like this uh re-edition though as a whole as a whole Uh, i've seen a lot of the uh the white dial with the black bezel looks really good Mm -hmm. i think this Mm -hmm. is a hit it looks really good it's a little more expensive than than those ones this one comes in around 13 hundo again yeah yeah probably don't have to pay 13 hundo but it's msrp is 13 hundo and uh i think they're five thousand piece le I like it, man. I really do like it. I, I you know, again, it, it's an LE, five thousand pieces. Right. Take that. <laughs> so how it's you like, will. yeah. I mean, yeah. Take it for what you will. But I mean, it, you know, this is a very cool watch. I like the dial texture. I think it's very cool. Um, you know, you don't see a lot of watches that have like a ghosted, you know, gray tone bezel. No. Uh, I like people, it. People I mean, try to do that themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. Like the, the the aggressive patina is there, certainly. Um. But I like this, especially when you think about the original ones would have been very opposite of colorway to this, like black on black. Yes. You know, like this is just a very cool tone. I like that it is a save the ocean watch. You guys know how I feel about ocean conservation and diving, things like that. It's very important to me. But uh, but this is a cool watch. I like the little pop of color with the second hand. And I, you know, if I, I would get one. I would get one. I think the photos look really good. It's very, it's very handsome looking. Did you and get it's a... different enough. Did you get a second to see this fabric strap that it comes with? Yeah, it's like a woven. It's neat. Uh, it's a woven material. And Seiko's been doing a lot more of these NATO straps on on their Willards and, and other type of like Prospects line models. And I, I like them. It's kind of like a it's it doesn't look like a seatbelt type NATO, but it has like a like a more aggressive like texture to it because of the way they weave the nylon, but it looks really sick. Yeah, so it's got alternating stripes of a dark gray that almost matches the bezel. And then it's just peppered in the other stripes with light and kind of a medium tone gray. So you get like, it's almost like when snowflakes fall from the sky where you get like different colored ones, even though they're all sort Mm -hmm. of the same color. It's, it's a really neat effect. And I I think this look really good. I I would really like to see this in person. And I I guess, would you call it like a basket weave? It's kind of yeah, like the I, way you know I'm I, not I'm not up on my my uh, I didn't pay attention to home ec. So I don't know my my weaving I, or my I mean, to, uh, to me this looks patterns. kind of like a like a you know like a basket right like yeah. you know, if you have like a wicker basket yeah, it it's woven like together that. it's kind of it, like the NATO pattern especially how they do the striping kind of mimics that that pattern so I would probably be the best way I would describe it like a basket weaving Okay texture. I like it so there you go. Maybe that's a Seiko basket weave NATO strap. There you go. Tell your friends. <laughs> and from here, we are just going to start descending into the abyss. <laughs> uh, this one is sort of on both sides of the fence. This is the H. Moser 
uh, Endeavor Center Seconds Genesis watch. I'm sure you've all seen it. Mm. It's a watch that appears to be pixelated, and it's yeah. a, a QR code dial, and you scan it, and it takes you into the Web 3.0 realm. Uh, they Yay. Moser being Moser, they gave it a secondary name that is written out in binary, of course. So ones and zeros, <laughs> that's the computer language that that basically how the computer reads, more or less. Yeah. And so this is a neat little 40 millimeter micro blasted steel case, in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> and it's and it's if I remember correctly, this was was it 3D printed? Yes, that's what I was just looking at. And it's got some Vanta Black, which is also kind of neat, as I've yeah. spoken about before. But uh, yeah, but however, they are also enabling that they're trolling clearly, but they're also enabling with this QR nonsense, right? We've seen it on uh, Bulgari. Right, we've yep. seen it on somebody else recently, and now I've seen it here. And I mean, do, do you remember? I mean, I was old enough to remember when QR codes were basically non-existent. Yes. Before before a pandemic made them like the thing to be again. Like nobody cared about QR codes before COVID, and then all of a sudden COVID happens and everything goes to scannables and QR codes and everything like that. And all of a sudden now we're putting them on watches, especially watches that cost a lot of money. And you said it right. They are freaking enabling. I hate this. <laughs> I, I usually love what Moser does. And again, I know that this is a troll. I know that this is obviously a poignant timepiece. It's it's to make a statement. I get that. But this statement for me just falls flat. It's the same way that, that, that the Bulgari did as well. I just think it's ugly. It might be cool for this moment right now, 2022. But come 2023, 2024... Five years down the road, ten years down the road, we're gonna look back and like, what the hell were we thinking? Why would I spend money on this? Who's gonna buy this? Why do we make it? It seems so out of place. And in a world that 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 honestly, when you think about this from an abstract point of view, the whole reason why I'm so against the QR codes and, the, and all this stuff is because it's literally the antithesis of why watches are around. You're trying to merge futuristic technologies with something that was designed with antiquated principles. Looks like a rudimentary tool. <laughs> exactly. So it's like these things are completely juxtaposed to one another. And so the idea is like, well, let's look to the future while making something that's made in the past. And Which it I get it. I get that's supposed to be like sense. sort of the rub. I just don't like it. No, it's stupid. I uh, No. Sorry, Moser. I love you guys. You missed out on this one. It's yeah, just I was really hoping serious. I was going to win your ugly Christmas sweater, but I did not. Mr. Malin, back to the drawing board. And in case you did want one of these, it is a limited run of 50 pieces at approximately 29,180 US dollars. There you go. And <laughs> just uh, when I saw garbage. the name of it, when I saw That's the name, garbage. when I saw the name was Genesis. And the fact that it had a QR code and everything, all I, I like, could think of was more. no, no. All I could think of was the I don't know if you saw the final installment of Terminator Genesis, no. <laughs> or basically like the iPhone operating platform that's going to be upgraded called Genesis, basically enables the robots to take over the world. Oh God, <laughs> that's all I could think of, and I was like, yeah, Moser would do that. So sure, <laughs> yeah. So let's just let's just assure our mutually, you know. Mutual destruction yeah, right here, right exactly now, it. with a Genesis watch. That is exactly. That lets the lets the 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 robots take over the world and enslave the human race. It's fine. We're all here for it, I guess. Yeah, and now a watch. Oh, so cringe that nobody's gonna remember we even talked about the Moser. <laughs> so I'm running through my feed and I see this oh. watch, and and the overall layout of the watch initially is kind of neat. I'm like, what is this? What's going on here? I see kind of a, a dial with some cutouts on it and i'm looking at it and i see uh, all right it's a it's a looks like it's a turbine watch so it's it's akin to almost if you know the uh the mad one where you you flick your wrist and the turbine goes around and you you kind of get a better view at it this one is sort of like that except in this case the dial's turning and those slits will almost act like a like those old time movies where you turn the crank and you can see 
and image behind it. However, the image here is hentai porn. <laughs> what? I, I just can't. Apparently, 2022 is the year of the troll watch as well, and we didn't even know that. But yeah. So this is what made by is right. Parallel is the name, or is it Parallel? Yeah, know. I think it's Parallel. Yeah. Anyways, but, they're, but they're known for these turbine watches. I had a buddy of mine that owned one for many years, and it's it's a cool like novelty, right? If you if you're like into fidget spinners and that kind of thing, like just flicking your wrist is like, whoosh, you know, you feel that kind of like that swinging momentum. So if you hate wearing like a, a seventy seven fifty or some type of like free spinning rotor, like a a Miyota movement or something like that, like it's gonna drive you nuts because that's literally how the watch functions all the time. You know, you're gonna feel it moving. Um, but this watch is so odd to me because it's not on the sense it's like it's an erotic watch because we've seen that so many times, right? Right. Pond has done it. Um, Elise. Uh, Elise Nardana has, has has done it. Uh, who else did it? Uh, RM has done it. Yeah. Right. Like they. This is not a new novelty. But nobody, I repeat, nobody has leaned into anime hentai porn. And this is not ever something that I thought I would ever speak about on our podcast. Nope. Nope. But here we are in 2022, the year of the trolls. I I mean, like, I can't even imagine how this discussion passed the cutting room floor. Like, how did product development be like, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do for the final touch of 2022. You flip the presentation and there it is. Japanese hentai porn. Did you they see this coming? Been, they must have been so baked in this meeting. I, I, I mean, like. <laughs> I all right. So for, for those of you that are at work and aren't going to Google this because you'll get fired. I'm yeah, not safe at for, a, it's not safe for work. A few different dial variations. We got one with two women on it one is in a sort of a bikini and the other one is topless yep exposed uh, yeah i've got another one with a a female and it's a view from the rear and she's bent over yep i've got another one with a gentleman who appears to be a, somewhat of like a super saiyan hair wise with red hair to match the red second hand and he is uh taking a young lady from behind and then I have uh, two more women. One, one is facing you. One is facing away from you, and you can kind of just see everything. And that's that's what we're looking at. That's where we are at in, in yeah, almost twenty twenty three here. Yeah, I I just I have no words. I never thought this would be the thing. And so crazy would you look at the dial. The tile says Parallel, 1777. Apparently, this brand has been around almost as long as America has been a country. Yeah. And this is where we are in 2022. I mean, I, th- I think it's an appropriate parallel at this point. <laughs> Everything's going to crap. Uh, I, can't. I, I can't. Looking at this watch, all I could think of was the guy in billy madison after he gives the long speech about the puppy who lost his way where he's like i award you no points and everybody is now dumber for having put up with this i that is how i feel looking at this yeah oh and don't forget the box also has your image depicted on the inside of the, of the box oh, in case itself. you couldn't get enough in case you couldn't get enough now you get a full frontal view without the turbine spinning uh of the actual box itself so there you go Make sure you present this one to your loved ones and wrap it nicely for them under the Christmas tree. Yeah, this is like if if you're trying to get your wife to leave you, watch. <laughs> because it also costs $6,100. Yeah, this is like mega cringe. Mega, mega, mega cringe. <sighs> okay, speaking of gifts under the tree... um. <laughs> I'll nice use that segue, as my segue. Nice Thank segue, you. Bro. Thank you. I, I pride myself on trying to really make you some know. good jumps here. Uh, <laughs> and also uh, in conjunction with my, uh, I, I don't know if everybody kind of got it. It was, uh, I put up a, a gift guide the other day. It was, uh, 
it was supposed to be humorous. It was it was a lot of the the components in it were from like American Psycho. And even the watch, I know we we've joked that it was a Seiko in in the the movie. Yeah, yeah. And that it's it's depicting a two tone Rolex, but this the the watch I had I had sort of picked out of the the inventory of uh, of Bezel's inventory that I was kind of making the post with was a, mm-hmm. an oyster quartz because I think the oyster quartz is neat, and um, so it was kind of like a, a kind of a, a little jab at the uh, the finance bro, right? It's got yeah. the the checkered shirt. It's got the blue vest that every single one of them has. Rich dad, poor dad. Anyways, uh, that's sort of the theme, right? Everybody this year's got a, a gift guide. Some of them are more serious than others, I guess you'd say. But I find a lot of them have kind of the same stuff. It's always like, oh, why don't you get yourself a piece of art? Why don't you get yourself? And a lot of these things are expensive. And a lot of these things are a bit impractical. So I was thinking... We as watch nerds and or people who need to buy for watch nerds, I think we could focus a little more and get down to some suggestions that people might actually really enjoy because a lot of these things are very subjective, right? It's hard to buy a watch for somebody specifically because you don't know their taste. So unless they've been lusting after something and then it also has to be, I mean, a reasonable price, right? yeah. A normie is certainly not spending watch person money on a watch, <laughs> right? Even a, a a more entry level watch is still expensive, right? I talk about I bought that turtle for 600 bucks the first go around and I nearly had a yeah. heart attack. I remember that and I definitely think that still exists. Oh yeah, for sure. For, for people outside of the desensitization zone of spending that we live in. Um so I had asked you, you know, to to kind of brainstorm on this, and I, I have my own stuff, and we'll kind of uh, go back and forth. This is sort of akin to uh, we did a little kind of gear episode, but in this case, I have a, a a few different sort of tweaks that I I wanted to talk about. But yeah, when I think about buying things for gifts for people, or when people ask me what I want. I try to remember throughout the year all the things that I don't want to spend my own money on because this at this stage of the game, we're responsible adults. We have careers or at least jobs, and yep. you can probably buy whatever you want, right? And yep. if we're giving friend gifts, we're I'm probably not buying you something that's beyond that. So <laughs> I try to think what what do I want, but I don't want to spend my own money on it. I think those are the best gifts. Because people are like, you know what? Yes. Okay. Now we're talking. So um, I'll go first, I guess. Sure. One thing that I always kind of lust after when I get a watch is when they, when you buy a watch and you have to buy it in a specific configuration. So you either have to buy bracelet, NATO, leather, and they don't give you the option to take to, to sometimes you'll get more, more than one, right? Like you used to buy the speedy it used to come with the bracelet and the NATO yeah, and the Velcro in the big box. Yeah, that's right. Right. A lot of times, more often than not, you're not getting those options. I mean, you get them more with micro brands and people who are trying to provide value on that end, but you're not getting that a lot. For me, a really nice OEM strap that, normally comes with the watch so if it might be integrated it might be you know a funny lug with like a 21 or something but the person's like okay i'm gonna buy it on the bracelet because i can always switch to a strap you know some kind well you know what if it comes with i i like i'll think of my buddy used to own the the zenith defy kind of the, the plain jane one that one also comes with an integrated leather strap that looks pretty neat on it it's like a croc i think yeah like if i own that watch that would be a really cool addition for me if somebody gave that to me because I don't want to spend my own money on that, but I would want it because I already own the watch and I would like to be able to wear it in its different configurations that it's supposed to come in from the factory. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so for me, I thought that was a really good one. Like I, I really try to kind of rack my brain in in the in terms of like as a watch person. There's there's so much garbage out there and there's so much so many like gimmicky things. I don't want the gimmicky things, you know? Yeah. 
No, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I've probably sure. already bought enough gimmicky things. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like we've touched on this before. It's like you go through this learning process where you think you need everything all at once. Yes. And all of a sudden you, you start to realize like I I don't need these things anymore or I can pare down or I can, you know, I should have bought this instead. You know, there's always a little bit of regret when it comes to kind of blindly doing stuff, especially if you're shopping on the internet. Um, so, no, I think that that's a great, that's a great option. Uh, I have something completely different um, in my in my pick. So the first one's kind of a, a weird thing um, because it was not designed for watches literally at all. Interesting. But I came across it. Uh, I think it was actually covered on Fratello at one point. But I came across it in a, in kind of a nifty way to, to to repurpose it for a watch person. And this is a piece of furniture. It's not hentai. Um, it, it's definitely not hentai. Oh. Um, it's called the Elovin, and it's E L L O V E N. It's made by IKEA, so it's is an IKEA product. It's thirty four dollars and ninety nine cents US. And essentially, what this is is a monitor stand for your computer, right? Okay. Now, I'm not buying this because I want to give the watch collector of my life a monitor stand, <laughs> but for me, the reason I like this is because it's an elevated thing that I can actually place a watch box on top of. And then you have a pullout drawer that you could store straps or pins or some type of memorabilia okay. that coincides with the watch. And the way it's designed is you could actually store things underneath the drawer as well. So it's a very inexpensive thing that I think adds to kind of the overall aesthetic of a watch collector's space. But it gives you purpose because you could put something like a watch box on top of it and still have all the extra usage and utility of putting straps and spring bar tools and everything organized in a neat way out of sight out of mind yeah so this is a very functional idea and i think it lends to the organizational end that all of us sort of strive for as watch people but none of us <laughs> yes. can attain yes like if i tilt my camera just slightly you can see the abyss of different straps and things that i own oh yeah in, in, i mean it's, i'm it's, the same way i'm the it's same in way. a tupperware it's a sizable <laughs> tupperware with a locking lid but it's in a tupperware and uh, every once in a while, I, I just have to go diving into it, sort of like Scrooge McDuck in his <laughs> pool of money. The, Except it's your, money your I've spent and not, not money that I own, I own anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's something that we as watch folk sort of strive for. And I th I've seen some people who are just OCD about it and are super organized, and they all also probably like this. But for us that are less organized or sometimes just like to toss things in the junk drawer, this, this would be a nice option. It's just a way to put stuff away. It's always what my wife is telling me, like, you got to put stuff away. And I try to keep, you know, my watch space as organized as possible. And this is just cool. I mean, like, I, it's a cool thing to have is like a desk stand for your monitor if, you're, if your watch stuff is at your desk too. But it's just a nice way to keep everything tidy. And again, it, I think it looks really cool with a watch box on top of it. So I will also go with something that is not, you can't wear it, let's just say. Okay. But it's something that I own. It's something that's very valuable that I know a lot of collectors have and probably some haven't experienced. But either way, it's a consumable, so you do go through it. Polywatch. Mm. For anybody with a Hezolite crystal, the Hezzy boys out there, the acrylic gang. Right. For those who don't know, Polywatch is it's how would you describe the sub the the texture of it? It's it's not is it a gel? It's not quite a gel. But it's, it's like it's, it's abrasive. It's, yeah, it's it's like a it almost looks like a certain bodily fluid is kind of the way that the best way I think I can can place it. And it has a slight grittiness to it. It kind of reminds me of the toothpaste with with the tiny little specks in it. Yeah, exactly. But there's no color to the specs, right? right. Um, and it's a, it's a mild abrasive. It's designed to polish crystals. And so it's great for if you have a newer watch and you need to get some shallow nicks out of there. If you have an older watch with maybe some deeper stuff, you can also enhance this with some fine grit sandpapers because you gotta you're gonna have to take some layers off to get those those really deep scratches out. Yeah. So you're going to need some of that, and then you're going to need some painter's tape because you got to tape up your bezels and your little anywhere around the crystal because that abrasive is, is going to get in there if you don't, and 
can only cause problems if it gets wedged in places. So sure. tape up your bezels, tape up your um, areas around the crystal, where, you know, wherever it might get into. And uh, also, you know, that painter's tape comes in handy when you got to, if you're a klutz like, uh, like I am, and you change straps like an ogre, you can always tape your lugs. Yep. There you go. So there you go. I know I've used this stuff before. It really, really does work. And if you watch some video tutorials on kind of how to do it and what pressure to apply, you get a better feel for it. And it will really take, you know, a, a fairly beat up crystal and make it look really, really good again. Yeah. Yeah, it can. It, it certainly can. I mean, I've done it. I've done it so many times on moon watches. I can't even I can't even count. Have you ever heard about there being a limit to the amount that you can polish a Moonwatch crystal or, or like a Hesalite crystal? Hmm. Because I, I keep hearing that it's like three times. Like you're supposed to be able to. I was like, I, that's no I don't way. think that so. They're pretty thick. thick. Yeah. That's I'm like, okay, guys. Like The only thing I would really maybe, worry about is maybe like an if engraved you're polishing, crystal. Well, but, but the engraving is typically underneath. I know, but I'm wondering how how, I don't know how far underneath it is. That's the only thing I would worry about. I mean, it's, I'm looking at mine. It's like, it's in there, you know? I figure it's got to be down there, but I don't know. I don't know if you could reach it by. I mean, maybe, but I can't imagine Polly Watch is really going to do that. No, no. But I mean, if you, you know, if you, if you just keep doing it forever, like if I. Well, I mean, I, I think if you took it to like a, like a polishing wheel, right. With some type of abrasive grit or something like you're saying, like sanding it. Yeah. But I mean, like I, I use, you know, I, I'd sharpen my own knives and over time, you you do wear away the knife eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's not going to be three times, right? No, There's definitely no not way. three. There's I'd no say way. no way, no way, three could be it. They're like, yeah, I mean, I, and I've I've heard it more than once from yeah, people so. that I'm just kind of like, okay, like somebody's saying this. Why are you saying this? But nobody's giving me an answer anyway. Big if true. So so yours is yours is kind of like a little kit. So it's poly watch, painters tape. And uh, some sandpaper, some, yeah. You know, some. I think it's like two thousand grit sandpaper or something like this. some real fine stuff. Because everybody's like, "Oh my god, sandpaper! What are you gonna do?" And it's like, yeah, no, no, it actually smooths out. Guys, we're not using sixty grit. Okay, yeah, this is <laughs> this isn't a belt sander. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It we're almost you can run your fingers over it, and it, it. You can run your fingers over it, and it doesn't even really scratch your finger. That's how yeah, fine it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So the sandpaper kit, I like that. It's, and it's a nice budget-friendly alternative too, right. because you know, like again, Polly watches what like ten bucks on Amazon. Some sandpaper's not too expensive. Painter tape's not that bad either. Right, especially if you're doing the stupid secret Santa, or you you have the the friendly limit on your gifts. Yeah, right? you could squeeze yeah. it under the bar. I like it. I like it. All right. Um. So my next pick is uh something that's a little bit different as well. Um, this is from a company called The Orange Hand. Now, for those of you that may be like big Rolex collectors, you may be familiar with this company. Uh, they're based in Europe somewhere. I've ordered from them before, but they make a bunch of kind of like novelty things for watch collectors. So if you just take a gander at their website, they have a few different things. Um, and kind of their big thing, I think what got them started was they make metalized versions of popular watch hour hands as a key rings. So like that's something that would be a very cool gift to give somebody. Um, they make like a rubberized version. They make okay. a, a metalized version and it's cool. Like you have like the Rolex Mercedes hand and this, you know, the, the, the Omega Seamaster kind of skeletonized hand. There's a planet ocean one as well. So it's kind of like popular designs, right? So that's one thing that's very cool that I, that you could get somebody. It's a simple key ring. It's obviously something that showcases that you know enough about them that they're a, that they are a watch collector. Um, I don't know the conversion rate between um, euros and dollars, but it's basically thirty nine euros. So you can imagine I would what say like fifty bucks US probably, uh, or somewhere around there. But you know, still rel re uh, readily accessible um, and certainly very cool. Each one of these things are limited editions. They only produce 500 of each one of the little hands. Um, so I'm definitely thinking about getting one for myself. But in addition to that, one of the things that I really like that the orange hand does is if you have somebody that's also a cigar aficionado, they make very cool cigar ashtrays. And it's the main thing I wanted to talk about. So they have a few different ones. They're, um, they're glass 
And this is actually what I ordered for a friend of mine. And he's a big Speedmaster collector. So I ordered him an ashtray that's made in the crystal, the glass material. And it has superimposed underneath it, it says Tintin. And it has the red and white checkering from like the Tintin Speedmaster. They do one for the Ultraman. There's one for the Captain Willard. There's ones for um, for uh, Rolex models. You know, the orange hand is kind of their, their signature. So they do the GMT hand, the snowflake hand. There's a bunch of different options. And they're all reasonably priced. So I think I paid around $70. It's listed at 59 euro. Um, so I think I paid around $70 with shipping and everything from, from Europe. But extremely nice quality, very weighted, comes in a nice wooden box. Um, this would be something that would be very cool to, 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 to get to somebody because it's, it's very thoughtful. It's mixing two distinctive hobbies, somebody that loves you know smoking cigars but is also a watch collector because those things do go hand in hand. Um, but it's just it's something that they're like Kudinki hasn't covered this. You know, they're not going to find this on on something that uh, that is 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 typical. It's a little bit off the beaten path. And I think, you know, while, while still being very price accessible, uh, it would be a great gift for, for any collector. And, you know, when you said that they had a lot of popular imagery from popular watches, I was thinking to myself, man, I really hope they have the Speedmaster Palace. And they do. They do, yeah. Yeah, very well done. Bravo. I mean, how how could you not? And it does say Ultraman underneath yeah, it, right? So that's it even cooler. Yeah, there's even there's a Captain Willard. There's they have some depth ratings from you know in popular fonts that you've seen. <laughs> um yeah, some really neat hands on, right? You got the 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 orange hand, yeah, the orange Rolex, hand, right? right? The GMT. Mercedes hand. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. And yeah, if you got a, somebody with a crossover hobby like this, I'd be down for one of these. That's that's pretty awesome. Have you seen this before? I have not. This is yeah, the first it's, time I've it's, seen it. It's cool. Yeah. They do some cool stuff. I was pleasantly surprised. And like I said, you know, when you order something sight unseen from like another country, it's like this is this is either gonna be really awesome or a complete scam. Oh yeah. And and it was a little touch and go because I just had to wait for like my emails and there was kind of like broken English in it. And I was like, oh no, please don't be. And it was totally full, fo- totally fine. Um, you just might not get a tracking a tracking number, but it, it will it will eventually arrive. And it was nicely packaged. It was super cool. They put a handwritten note in there, so it was uh it was very cool and small company. So, um, I was all about it. Do you see the uh the product photo at the top of the cigar ashtray page? Uh uh-uh. uh There's uh, so it's got a cigar unlit in an ashtray, and it's got a. There's a watch, but then there's a sort of like a Zippo style lighter. <laughs> it's yeah, it's engraved Vietnam, and on it, it just says Bong Sun. <laughs> See that sixty six <laughs> to sixty seven. I feel like it's a very. Uh, I feel like it, it's it's supposed to be authentic. It's just uh, you know a little little subliminal. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bongs being lit in Vietnam. I'm sure <laughs> during the war. Oh, all right. Uh, back to me. Um, I guess I'll drop these two together because they're they're kind of bleak on their own. But uh, when I think of fun little trinkets regarding watches that I want and I really don't want to buy, um, a good little UV light always comes to mind. 100%. Right, everybody wants a good loom shot. Everybody wants to check out. You know, you charge up a watch whether you get it new or. Sometimes I'm just sitting around. I'm like, hey, let me blast this thing. You know, yep. It's just a, a fun little thing you could do. They also now I either want a good one that I will keep at home, or get me a little inexpensive one that I could throw on a key ring. And then you know, if you're a big wrist shot person, you're out and about, you can just charge the thing up on the spot, take a really cool wristy. I always think that's a nice little thing. Something else that I'm also very much about that I've spoken about before on here is the spring bar tweezer. You don't have to get the, you know, seven hundred dollar one. They make like a, I think they make one that's like seventy five bucks. That's what, like not gonna break on you. Yeah, it's not the yeah. it's not the eBay special. It's, it's not the one that not, I got. That's like, <laughs> it's also not the I don't think super the dangerous, Bergeron, super sketchy. Yeah, that's gonna be I think one hundred and fifty bucks. So this one I think is seventy five, <laughs> and uh, 
you can get it and it actually works. I've given this one as a gift to a few people. So I know, I know it works and it's, it's something they were like, man, you know, I've always wanted this cause it's going to help me not mess up my watches and also do things easily. But also I do not want to buy this and I totally get it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a great, it's a great gift for anybody really. Especially the new tweezers, because like I had, I had Springboard tool on mine as well. I had the uh, the Bergeron tool, just the the standard one that we talked about before. But since you covered the the Springboard tweezers, um, that's a great option as well. That to me supersedes what I have. But if you're if you're uh, if you're you know fan of the old school way, there's also great versions to get on Amazon. You know, we'll make sure everything's linked in and uh, and discuss in the show notes as well. But for me, uh, next thing that I have. Um, it's a print, actually. I think a lot of watch collectors like watches. They like things that are that are unique and special. And for me, uh, there's a company out there that I've been following for a long time called 937. So it's spelled out N-I-N-E and then the number 37. Uh, this is a small uh, print shop that does watch prints exclusively. Uh, they've done a, b- a few different things over, over the years. You've seen them featured on social media before. Um, and you can even do a custom print through the through this uh, through this person. So you have an artist here. Uh, he's done popular prints for things like you know Rolex models and and, and Patek models, Omega things like that. Um, some cool different novelty things over the years. And um, you know the prints on average are about forty dollars, but you can actually have a custom one manufactured or or made for you with whatever you want uh, for about a hundred. So I think it's a very cool accessory. You know what? What? What better way to give the watch person in your life a gift of their own watch, but in a digitalized form that they can frame and hang in their office or their man cave or whatever it might be? Um, it's a simple gift, very easy, and uh, it's very cool. You know, yeah. Show if off you, your watch pride. If you've seen, uh, if you've seen bad art, nice watch. This is kind of nice art, nice watch. Yeah. <laughs> Although they do have some one really cool, uh, they have two. It's the Seiko alternating English kanji date wheel. They have it in white and black. That one's pretty neat. Yeah, the guy does some cool stuff. Yeah, he does some cool stuff for sure. Yeah, and then he's got some like macro stuff going on, like some some date windows, or he's got the the Snoopy in space complication. Yeah, exactly. You made a, a color wheel of all the new OP colors. Yep. Um, yeah. And if you keep scrolling down, there's like different like actual models. Like there's a Pogue, you know, Turtle, Zimbi, you know, yeah, things like some, that. Yeah, I was gonna say the Zimbi Turtle is very uh, <laughs> obscure. Yeah, it's. I mean, but I think this is also stuff that he's made for other people. Yeah, yeah. And he I, just I like has that. the files now, so like, why why not sell it? You know. But a lot of these things, I think, were made as like requests. Like somebody asked for an orange samurai. You know, like that's that's a cool thing. So you know, they can sell. Like, there's a Doxa Sub 300 on there. Like, that's cool. You know, like I would love to have that. You know, a Speedmaster, you know, Diver 300 meter. Like, there's just cool stuff in here. And again, to, for a hundred bucks for them to do a cool print, like to me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, they look really well done. So I, I, I can get behind this. I, they literally have everything. They have like IWC. They have wow. And he's been doing stuff for 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 several years now, for sure. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, one that I thought of that was sort of outside of the box. I'm thinking of watches. I'm thinking of things I don't want to pay for, but that I will need. And this isn't, this probably isn't going to apply to your more complex or more high end watches. <laughs> but when I think of my beloved $800 Seiko or vintage watch that maybe doesn't cost a crazy amount, but I like a lot, I don't want to pay for a service. Right. Yeah. But if yeah. somebody gifts me a service, that would be pretty sick. Right. And I knew it's going to be more for more complicated watches, right? Your chronographs and things are going to be more money. But if somebody's got like a basic three hander that they need worked on, kind of like you do, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like it takes a while to get around to sometimes, right? 
Yeah. If somebody was like, hey, I, you know, I spoke with whoever you're going to ship it to them. I got I, I got it. And you're going to get your watch in tip top running shape again. I don't know. I don't know many watch gifts better than that. If yeah. I can be frank. Continual maintenance is very important. Yeah. I mean, like my my poor diver 65, she's hanging on by by a by a little thread. So Oris, I love you. Please help me. No, I'm just kidding. But uh but but for real, I mean, service is, is a fantastic gift. I mean, again, this is a very well thought out one. It's it's something that, you know, sometimes when it comes to to, to service work, we, we don't want to always bite the bullet. Um, but it's nice to know that maybe some in some way that we could arrange for this to happen or we could give somebody the 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 ability to have their watch worked on and and it'd be covered you know because that way that allows you know the watch person in your life to continually maintain their their timepiece and, and wear for that many more years that to me i think would be very special i think so too how many more do you got bro uh i think one okay so i got uh i got this one here um and this will be my final one but uh, you know, I can't, I can't not have a watch holiday guide without something that that kind of throws it back to to the podcast a little bit. And uh, for me, you know, in speaking about the challenge of giving somebody a watch, um, one thing you could get them that would make sense, especially if they listen to this podcast, is one of our favorite timepieces that uh, that Bro and I both collectively have. And that is the G-Shock GA2100, also called the Virtual World Cassioke. And this watch, under 100 bucks on most of the retail places. Um, if you have a person that loves listening to our podcast that you want to get something that's really cool and special, get them the Cheesy Oak, right? It's one of the coolest uh, G-Shocks uh, G out there with the Cassioke design. In my opinion, I just love the colors completely pure coincidence that it happens to match our kind of podcast colors and uh, i think it's a really simple timepiece that that uh, is really cool to have in the collection and who doesn't love the g-shock it's a very cool watch yeah you know i immediately saw it and i was like all right well i'm gonna stag two of these and call it a day but um <laughs> and i'm glad you did it's one of my favorite watches yeah it's a neat little package it's got a bunch of little colorful tidbits on it in sort of your traditional black casio type of layout uh fun watch overall you know great beater great kind of knock around watch wear it with anything can't miss i love it i love it last on my list is sort of a uh like an i don't really know what to get this person you're gonna have to know a little bit about their collection to 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 hit this one on the head because you're gonna have to know if they own some of the stuff already although there are plenty of variants on it and so when i think of owning watches especially if, if it's for somebody who's sort of just getting in or hasn't really ventured out too much beyond sort of the oem ways to wear their watch i'm thinking like a a, a go-to almost like a NATO pack. So I think mm. like something in like a, I mean, a sage NATO can't go wrong. Gray, a sand. Oh yeah. Maybe a black. Yeah. Um, You know, and if it's somebody who has sort of, so, sort of some of the traditional stuff, maybe you get some RAF style, right? Some single pass or some, some military stuff like, uh, like Haviston or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you can you can always change it up a little. It doesn't have to be so carbon, you know, cookie cutter, carbon copy or anything. Um, there's also there's like all different patterns on NATOs now, right? You have your sort of the the honeycomb NATO. You have the crosshatch that that military style NATO. You have the mm -hmm. the matte woven NATOs. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just that straight up uh, sort of horizontal stitch nylon anymore, right? There's a million. I mean, you can you can get the the high gloss super seatbelt ones, or you can get sort of the low maintenance ones, kind of whatever matches. But again, you're probably gonna have to know a little something about their collection to be able to buy that. Though yeah, just those, a little bit. Though those specific ones will work with most watches. You're just gonna have to do a little investigation as far as lug widths go. Yeah, that's a that's an easy Google search. Yeah. These days. Yeah, and I think you know, I, and I, I, realistically, if you go with twenty, you'll hit 
a good amount of watches. Obviously, yeah. there's 19 now, there's 21 now, there's 18, 22, <laughs> but, 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 but I think most most brands will shoot for a 20 lug width now just for, um, you know, just the ability to have that easy transition. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Who doesn't love options for straps? And specifically NATOs, those color options that you mentioned, those are some of my favorite color straps for, for, for a watch. I mean, they're because they literally miss. will go with everything. They literally yeah. will go with everything. You know? I mean, there's not there's not a, a, a strap out there that a moon watch doesn't look good on. Right? There's not a strap out there that a sub wouldn't look good on. Right. Hamilton there, Khaki. Yeah, right? it's those just, are the ones I think of that are just super easy to pair. Very easy. Very easy, and if and if you're looking for some uh, from for some inspiration, if you know the watch that that person has, you know Google Hamilton khaki strap options, and literally a million posts will come up of people posting different things. Um, I know that there's been a lot of watch sites that have done like lookbooks and things like that. I know Warren and Wound has done this in the past. Um, watch Gecko based in the UK, uh, they've done some stuff in the past as well. Um, I hopefully they'll they'll get their Royal Mail situation kind of ironed out, but uh, there's yeah, a lot of weird packages getting annual. stuck. <laughs> is that is that what's up with the watch annual too? Yeah, it's it's definitely it's in Royal Mail is what it says, and it, there's like no updates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see if mine comes in. I ordered mine, and I didn't spend the extra money for the tracking, so there you go. I'll probably never get it. <laughs> such is life. Such is life. But you yeah. know what? There it is. But straps are always a great option, especially something that's universal. And 20 millimeter, like you said, bro, you, you really can't miss. There's so many watches out there that are that are have 20 millimeters and, and you can find something for your for your friends or your loved ones. No problem. Yeah. So in the honor of giving gifts with Christmas, Hanukkah, etc. Well, Hanukkah, I think Hanukkah is upon us, but it Christmas is, yeah. is almost upon us. And just you know, the, the fun giving time of year. If you don't know what to get that watch nerd in your life, uh, there you go. I love it. And uh, so hopefully this helps. Hopefully, hopefully this, this helps, helps some of some of the you will the spouses out there. Yeah, the last minute people because we're about we're at the airing of this podcast episode of Monday, the Monday before Christmas. So hopefully Amazon Prime can ship you fast. That's if it. not, you know, if it comes a little bit after the holidays, I'm sure the watch person in your life will really do. And still appreciate the, the gesture. Right. And so, um, let me think. The next drop will be the day after Christmas. So we will talk to you all then on a very special uh, holiday version of Rich Cheese Radio. <laughs> uh, until next time, Bro and Schmidt, we will see you then. Take care. Bye-bye.